Welcome to the Audit 15 Finland podcast. My goal of this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we're going to be talking about opening your own company in internal audit. And to talk about that topic, I have Alex Hul as my guest. Alex is a thought leader for transforming finance, audit, and compliance. In a human-centric, database, and context-driven way, Alex, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Welcome, John, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, can you, uh, for those who don't know you, who don't know you, you know, just walk us through your journey in internal audit. You're an experienced internal auditor. You have a lot of years of experience in the field. So, just kind of walk us through your experience a little bit. Of course, I, I'd like to. So, my experience actually started. Um, during my studies, I started my working um, experience at a, a German-based tech company, and I started introducing an ERP software named Prolfer back then. And so the interest for processes and implementing good processes started. And after my studies, um, PWSD was the obvious starting point for my internal audit career. Um, so I started in Hamburg. Um, in the internal audit um, service function. And guess what? The first couple of years I learned internal audit from scratch um, from two directions. One direction was um, American-based companies with Southern's Oxley Act audits. So really structured audits um, and, and how to, uh, to start an audit in a very structured and organized way. And on the other hand, um, starting in the German, um, mid-sized company market, um, really doing freestyle audits. So having really no, um, audit manual at hand and just using, yeah, a risk-based approach, gut feeling and, and talking to people. And this is, yeah, this is how I started for like from 2006 to 2010 with 12 to 15 clients every year. Um, so I got around a little bit across Europe, um, a lot of US-based companies uh, with local entities in Europe. And then at some point I found that um, the politics were a bit too much. <laughs> um, so the clients, I don't know if you guys know it, um, the clients were satisfied with my job. Mm -hmm. So I really added value. Mm -hmm. Well, that wasn't quite as appreciated internally at PwC. Um, so in the end, in 2009, I sat together with Nick, who's now my, um, co-founder at the appliance. Um, the two of us sat at PwC office at the weekend and basically planned our exit. And that was quite interesting. Nick went to university of Hamburg, um, to research on, um, our process mining and financial process mining algorithm. And I planned my exit during, yes as an entrepreneur doing internal audit services. And I found my first company smart audit. And the interesting part is Nick went to university. I founded my company and I used my contacts in the market, this German market, mm -hmm. um, to try new things, um, that Nick came up with in university. So I used basically 60% of my time to, um, to work, um, yeah, for food. <laughs> I was still young. Um, I only had one child back then, now I have three. Um, so I sat together with my wife in 2009 and we said, mm, 
how do we want to manage it? PwC, they can send me wherever they want me to send. Mm -hmm. If I'm self-employed with one kid, at least I have the last call where my jobs are. Right. And at that time I had, and maybe that's interesting for anyone out there who, who wants to start their own business. Um, the first key thing is get your family on board. Starting your own business without your relatives buying into it, it will fail. Um, there are ups and downs and, um, and yes, you are free. And in the end, you are not free because you need to, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, you're free in the end. Um, you just have a different client. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the client is not called your employer. It's, it's your client. Um, so get your family on board and look for people that trust you, um, and that believe in you. And this is the case with us, with me. I had, um, and base, um, again, thanks to Carsten Hoffman, who was back then, um, head of internal audit Europe at the Dole food company. Um, he believed in me. I had someone who said I'm adding value. Um, and this was not written in contracts. This was people to people, mm -hmm. um, saying Alex or Mr. Rühle, he still says, <laughs> um, very, very formally, but, but with heart, he says, I guarantee you the first half year in, in jobs, not full-time for sure not, but so that you can live. And, um, this for me was enough and sufficient. And this as an internal auditor mm -hmm. who always looks for written contracts. Right. No, this is about trust. This is about building trust with your clients. And this doesn't matter if you're self-employed or not. Building trust with people is the key to a successful internal audit. And it doesn't matter if you data, if you do data analytics, which is my field of business, yeah. Mm -hmm. But in the end, we learned hard, and I can tell you later why, um, why data analytics alone is not sufficient. Uh, not at all. It always is, and this is why I'm what you just um, said, people-centric, human-centric. Um, forget data analytics without thinking human centric. It will not work. Mm -hmm. So we can, we can explore it a, a little bit more and we'll, we'll go back to your journey of like the challenges that you had as you're opening your company and in those details. But since you mentioned now the, you know, what's unique about your company was that Blyance. It's data analytics, yeah. context driven, human centric. Can you expand? you know, to those who maybe that doesn't, doesn't make sense to them, or maybe that they want to know more about it. Can you expand on what that means? Yes. If you look at the startup market, um, I mean, there are a lot of data science companies out there. There are a lot of process mining companies out there. You, all of us have heard about Salonis, for example, who are doing process mining technology, really cool features, really cool user experience. Um, you know what? It doesn't help in the end in internal audit if you're not able to bring the data analytics results to the people in the function in the first line. They need to include their view um, on data. And this was my, yeah, in Germany we call fuck up stories. I don't know if it's appropriate in Germany, <laughs> in America. We call them fuck up stories <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the startup market. Yeah. 
So my biggest fuck up story was our mindset of building a tech company. Mm -hmm. um, and this, if you build it in the internal audit field, if you build a company with a tech mindset, you will have a tough time because in the end, it's not about technology. It is about our risk-based views. Yes, we use data as a starting point, but we need to bring the data analytics results in the context. This is why I'm context-driven in the context of our um, audit assignment. And we need to bring it in the context of the company. We only have a risk-based and opportunity-based view on data and the company. This is not enough to come to a final conclusion because if you forget to include the view of the application team, if you forget to include the view of the first line, who do the job day in, day out, we shouldn't tell them how the world is run. No, no, we should listen. Audire is Latin for listening. Mm -hmm. We should listen to them and enhance their view by our risk and opportunity-based view. <laughs> and this is the, the biggest learning point from building my own company is, yes, we should start everything we do based on data because it's there, but we should also, also have the mindset that data is only the starting point and gives us a better entry into the audit. But that's it. The rest is working with people, is listening and providing context to the data. Yeah, really good, Alex. I recently had a, a guest on my podcast, the Oscar Trimboli uh, from Australia on deep listening. And he had this exact same point. Listening is about enhancing their view. It's not about you understanding the processes, even though that may be helpful, right? But it's about enhancing because at the end of the day, you leave, right? And they're still doing their job. <laughs> so yes. oh, very good. So going back to your, uh, to your journey and like opening your own company and those challenges. So can you talk about, you know, some of the, the, the bigger challenges that you had either at the beginning or even now, like, I think that's a common thing. Like people may be just afraid of, you know, doing it. So like, how, how did you get over that fear and what are some of the challenges that you, you faced then? You should know yourself. You should look into the mirror and. Auditors are typically risk averse people. I am also a risk averse, but I'm also a risk taker. If I know that my basic risks in life are covered and that differentiation helped me a lot. And this is why I meant bring you, take your family in that journey, because it gives me a very good coverage in life that I can focus on, on the topics being self-employed and having a team large team by now or bigger team. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can always trust that things are working, um, at home, but this is not the starting point. This is a journey. So this is not a one-time effort. This is daily, daily business. Um, and then of course it is a lot of social. If you're not a social guy, um, there's, there's a German saying, um, a good internal audit is about, you have to like people. If you don't like people, don't start a business, please don't. <laughs> it's, it's, this is a people's business. Also, not only internal audit, but also, um, you need to, need to like social events, 
Um, and this is how I started, of course, doing uh, joining social events, um, going out, joining the, um, in, I'm, I'm still sitting in Hamburg or located in Hamburg, um, joining and organizing local internal audit uh, meetups um, without having a business incentive, doing it because I love internal audit. I'm an auditor by heart. <laughs> and if people feel that you are an auditor by heart and you like to provide added value also to them, even for free, for some, in the beginning for years, you build trust over time and you need that long lasting motivation. What is important to me is money and earning money. And this is independent of if you're self-employed or if you're working in a big company. Earning money is a result. It is not the objective right. of being self-employed. Right, right. The objective of being self-employed is that you love what you do and you want to have the freedom to do. And this is what I meant. I used 60% of my time over the first years to earn money for food and live, living, having a good life. Second thing is um, to use the rest of the time to do what you think is the future. Mm -hmm. And this was my investment in the university projects and um, playing with data and using prototypes and bringing it with confidence that wasn't really appropriate <laughs> um, to clients just to try it out. Um, it was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it reminds me of the equation that I've heard many, many years ago, B plus do equals have. Uh, it, you, you can't start with the, I want to have this with, without, like you mentioned, you're a, an internal audit, internal auditor by heart, you know, but that's your, your passion. So you have to start there and you have to, uh, like people, because that's, those are the people who are going to give you an opportunity. So, uh, on the flip side, uh, not so much the challenges, but are, what are the, the really big benefits of having your own company that, you know, from your experience at PwC, where. They control where you travel to now, where you can choose if you go or not. What are some of the other benefits that, that you've seen? I live in my life. This is my life. Um, I don't have any issues. I normally get up at five in the morning and it doesn't hurt me at all because I know why I'm getting up in the morning. Um, of course I'm tired sometimes. Everyone is. But I know I don't have any motivational issues at all getting up. You have struggles with bringing, of course, of splitting your time between family and finding me time and, and it's business. Of course, everyone has a challenge. But knowing why you get up and also bringing that mindset to the family, to the company, it's, it's very, um, motivational for me. Yes. Yes. I recently spoke with someone who mentioned that, um, completing a project when you're working for an employer and completing a project when you're working for yourself just feels different. He couldn't really explain why, but it just feels different. So I, I kind of, kind of get that sense from you that it's just a different feeling that you can't really explain, I guess. Yes. 
and of course it's total, total responsibility. This is what it is. Um, and most people, young people have not experienced what responsibility is about. Start your own business and you'll know very fast, find your own, your own family and you'll know what responsibility is. Do both at the same time. You certainly know what to talk about, what responsibility is. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, so last, last, last question here. So for those who are maybe thinking about the, you know, they, they had their, that thought in their head and it was like, oh, I want to open my own internal audit consulting company. And they're just like not doing, or what, what's, what are some of the tips that you have for those who are thinking about starting or just starting? Do it. Do it early, do it in an environment where people trust you, do this, do business with people that you trust and that trust you. Think twice of spending a dollar. Um, I started spending money on personal stuff. Once I had one year of income completely in my bank account after taxes. So I basically took, I think 60% of my income after taxes and just put it aside as long as I had, um, one year of income ready. This was my, the money under my pillow, you know, right. this is for sleeping well. Yeah. I call it sleeping well money. <laughs> Um, your safety net because it's my safety net and it's freedom. Safety net means freedom. This is what I meant This having your key risks under control. And I mean, we are internal orders. We should know what key risks are about. Right. Um, and having these in mind for yourself provides that net. And then you can start playing, playing in business. I mean, um, I like playing in business. With a safety net, this is quite a cool thing. Yes, very, very good. And it, it reminds me of like the financial independence movement. It's, you know, not, not trying to uh, use swear words here, but it's the F you money, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like I can go anywhere. <laughs> yes. So anyways, really appreciate you being on the podcast. I, you know, there's a lot to talk to you with you about, uh, we, you know, we barely scratched the surface there on, on what services your company provides and just your experience in data analytics. So, uh, maybe we'll, we'll have you back on the podcast here and getting more detail on that. So for those who want to connect with you and want to learn more about what you do, what's the best way for them to do so? Write me a personal message on LinkedIn, write me an email, go on our website supplines.com, um, shoot me an email book. I mean, this is not about business only. I like to enable auditors to really get to succeed on their transformation journey because we need to transform ourselves. Um, this is what I have done and I'm doing every day. Um, I'm happy to support. There you go. Thank you so much, Alex, for your time. John. 
Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. 